the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. We can talk about real estate. We can talk about investments. We can talk about 401ks. We can talk about next year. The economy doesn't look so hot. Now, we got, we've gone through a recession. We lived. We have a stinking T-shirt. I lived through the Great Recession. All I got is this stinking T-shirt for sale this Christmas at robblack.com. Actually, I'm thinking about starting my own line of, of um, fragrance for men and women. It's going to be called Rob Black Musk. I'll be selling that online. The one thing I promise you, I will never sell crap to you. Rush Limbaugh sells doormats. I will never be that person who gets so pathetic and so low in their life that I'm going to sell you a tchotchke. Won't do it. If I do anything, I'll raise money for charity, but I won't sell you crap. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Let's talk a little California. San Francisco, the, the city by the bay. A little bit of a scheduling snafu. Big annual Oracle party in the TV show Trauma. Have you seen Trauma? It debuted, I believe, this week. I was watching a couple minutes of it because it held me up in traffic last year. They decided to land a helicopter on 101 on one of the exits. So they had to shut down traffic, and I was angry about it. And I was like, I want to watch that episode because it turned my anger into something good. Well, the television show Trauma is being filmed in San Francisco. And Trauma ultimately is causing havoc for Oracle. San Francisco is having to split or flip a bill for $270,000. San Francisco, the city that finds it wise to charge another 20 cents on a pack of cigarettes so they can clean up cigarette butts, is now going out of their way to, you know, so, sorry, Oracle, we made a mistake. So they're going to let trauma continue to do what trauma does. Well, let me explain. Let me explain. I'm getting off, off track. There's a huge mix-up. Oracle tosses a party every year for 22,000 of their special clients. They do it on Treasure Island. This year, it's going to feature Aerosmith, Who, not The Who. Yes, The Who, with Roger Daltrey and Shooter Jennings, who's the son of Waylon Jennings. Who really wants to see Shooter Jennings? I think he's probably the low man on that booking totem pole. Anyway, Oracle has rented a big chunk of the eastern side of the island for the party on a regular basis. They have an old airplane hangar, and they were going to do that this year for their October 14 bash. Oracle's one of the biggest conventions of the year. They found themselves out in the cold because the city rented out that very same hangar to NBC's Trauma, which is filming in the city. And it's provided a number of people with jobs, including the mayor's wife, Jennifer Siebel Newsom. There's a conspiracy here. Now to keep everyone happy, the city is putting up a football field-sized tent on Treasure Island for the Oracle party, cost of $270,000. The only problem with that is it's going to be damn cold in that tent. Treasure Island this time of year, it ain't hot. 
Uh, Mayor Gavin Newsom's office didn't try to explain away the mix-up or defend the ensuing costs. The best the mayor's people could do was point out that the week-long Oracle Convention brings $100 million to the city. And trauma brings $3 million an episode. I think Newsom did the right thing. I have no problem with us spending money for jobs. None whatsoever. Especially high-paying jobs. That's your Bay Area local story of the day. You want another one? I'll give you another one. And by the way, let me pimp the phone number. Does it piss you off that Newsom's throwing out $270,000 in concessions? Doesn't me. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's tough to get me riled up. The only thing that gets me riled up is stupidity. Like that woman who called yesterday about how the Gap founder should have paid his employees more. Anyway, we'll get to that later. San Francisco Bay Area home values up 3.3% in July. Yay. Now here's the bad news. We're starting to go towards the fall and the holiday season and volume, volume, volume won't be there. And we're going to lose a lot of incentives that I'm going to talk about right after I talk about this. House values in San Francisco metro area jumped 3.3% in the month of July from the month before. Year-over-year, single-family homes in the San Francisco, San Mateo, Marin, Alameda, and Contra Costa counties, they're down 17.9%. That's a lot of money. That's five years of appreciation, gone in one year. Now, overall, amongst the 20 metro areas, houses values were up 1.6%. Only Seattle and Vegas had month-over-month declines. The rate of annual decline in home prices continues to decelerate, and we now seem to be witnessing some sustained recovery But we're going into the weakest part of the year, the holidays. Plus, I'm going to go over some reasons why I don't think real estate rebounds anytime soon. Over the summer, we got these glimpses of of improvement in the housing market. There are some bright spots. The latest update of the index shows a drop easing to 13.3% on a year-over-year basis. The Case-Shiller Index. In June, home prices were off 15.4% year-over-year. Now they're only off 133 telling us that there was a price increase month-to-month. So that, that helped on the year-over-year numbers. Now, here's some bad news. There's eight pieces of bad news tied towards the housing market. We got the expiring housing tax credit. The $8,000 tax credit for first-time home buyers. it's been helping sales all year. A lot of people would have bought homes anyway, though. So it's impossible to know how many sales were caused by the credit, but there's no doubt at least some were. It expires December 1. That's going away. So some of the stimulus is going away. You got the end of the Federal Reserve support. Federal Reserve started quietly propping up the mortgage market. They were buying, they bought $840 billion of mortgage-backed securities. That behind-the-scenes program drove down mortgage rates, making a home more affordable. Remember, it's not how much the home costs, it's how much can you pay on a monthly basis. You got tightening mortgage standards. It's going to be tougher to get a mortgage this year than last year. One problem during the boom was that anyone, anyone with a signature could get a, a loan. Now those dangerous years are behind us and it's tighter. It's harder for people to get loans. That means fewer sales. Prices are still very high. Although home prices have plummeted from their stratospheric levels of 2005, 2006, they're still well below, I'm sorry, well above historical norms. Homes in 20 major cities are still 41% above the level in January 2000. And that's crazy appreciation. A report from the Census Bureau this month shows that incomes have not grown this decade. So in this decade, we're still up 40%, even though incomes haven't grown. 
What affords a home? Your ability to pay for the mortgage. There's a damaged psychology in real estate right now. After getting burned so badly in the housing in the last decade, people's psychology takes a long time to change. More emotional of a decision than buying stocks. People don't want to make a mistake that will hurt their whole lives. Another reason real estate's not going to go anywhere anytime soon is summer's over. Sales always rise in the summer and fall in the winter. And there's too many homes on the market. There's floods of foreclosures going on right now. The Mortgage Bankers Association projects that foreclosures will continue to rise into 2010. There's plenty of homes. We don't need more homes. Foreclosures could especially be bad for holders of adjustable rate mortgages. A report by a ratings agency said that a pool of $189 billion of option arms that studied 88% have not yet recast. 88% of the option arms haven't recast yet. A lot of people, they, they were in that one, two, three year teaser rate. And when it recasts, they're not going to be able to afford the home. There's too much shadow inventory. The banks are sitting on homes that, that are foreclosed. And as soon as they can, they're going to start slapping those out in the market. I don't want you to be pessimistic. If you're 20-something, now's a great time. I'd be very cautious if you're over the age of 30, though. Let's go to Nick in San Francisco, the city by the bay. Nick? Hey, uh, just had a comment on uh, Newsom giving uh, Oracle, you know, a quarter million dollars to throw a party. That's just, that's ridiculous when the parking Gestapo added $10 onto a parking ticket. And, you know, our coffers are dry here from taxpayer dollars. But, you know, really? quarter million dollars for a tent to throw a party? That's kind of kind of a little misuse of the uh, public funds, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think? I personally don't think so. And, again, I come from a different angle than you do. I come from the business and business tax angle. Um, I like that Oracle is bringing in, you know, 20,000 people from around the world and they're going to spend money in our great city and that's going to offset the $270,000 and trauma brings in $3 million an episode. If we can keep that show around for a while, it's good for the city because it brings jobs and jobs create taxes and, and what have you. Now, again, the Gestapo and the, the whole parking angle in the city of San Francisco is ludicrous. You know that. And I know that our budget's ludicrous. You know that. And I know that. But I think this was a, a nice way to solve the problem, so to speak, um, because, again, it's bringing in you know, 22,000 people, and that's 22,000 hotel rooms. Well, not 22,000 hotel rooms, but at least 11,000 hotel rooms and you know, 11,000 waitresses in the, at night who are going to get money from you know, guys going out and drinking. It's going to be the massage parlors going to be a little bit more full. Like Everyone benefits from tourism. Not everyone, but we're a tourist city, so I, I like it. But it's easy to get frustrated over because it, it's it, – you know, it's it's easy to see the waste there. It's easy to see, like, whoa, right? Yeah, I guess I just see the initial uh, expense at first. I just don't see the uh, you just don't see the end benefit at, at you know right up right up front. You just see that initial outpouring of uh, dollars, you know. So, and the fact that his wife is on the show, trauma, it definitely brings up a hmm. Thanks for the call. That's pretty crunchy. Yeah, it is pretty crunchy. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight zero zero three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. Do you agree? Newsom did a good thing by keeping jobs in the city, by bringing people to the city? Or is that a misuse of taxpayer money? It's a good question. 800-345-5639. I don't get it all riled up. I should, but I don't. 800-345-5639. Want to talk real estate? Want to talk stocks? How about marriage? I'll play marriage counselor for you if you want. I'm a lot cheaper than the ones you're paying for right now. 800-345-5639. Get your calls on the air. On the run, driving in the sun, picking up for number one. 
California, here we come, right back where we started from. Well, Best part about the song is when he whines, California. It's so bad, it's good. And then you're saying, Rob, you didn't just do that on air, did you? <laughs> That's coming back to haunt me. You know that, and I know that. I love the state. Um, I used to be on the East Coast, and I East Coast is just filled with anger and stress and tension. Um, the traffic here, yeah, we're, we got a little bit of traffic. There's no doubt about it. But there's not anger, stress, and tension. People wear flip-flops. I realized I became a Californian when I started wearing flip-flops to work. My flippy floppies. Um, I love California. I just like the fact that people are allowed to be creative. And there's just a lot. There's at least 43% less hate, less anger. The East Coast has a lot of race issues. And it's there. You go into a 7-Eleven and you're afraid. It's kind of an odd thing, but it's true. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. You know in Carmel, California... You're not allowed to eat ice cream while standing on the sidewalk. It's another thing I like about California. We're quirky weird. Let's get a Matt and Concord. Matt. Matt and Concord. City of the Cords. Matt? Yes. Go ahead. Hey, a uh, little background on me. I'm uh, 30 years old. I'm single. I make $100,000 a year. I'm maxing out my 401k in my Roth IRA. Uh, I have no credit card debt, but I bought a house in 2005, and I did not buy beyond my means. I bought a $270,000 house, but it was just reassessed at $50,000. $50,000? You live in a house that's worth $50,000? Sadly, yes. Is it made out of sticks and paper? I, you would think so. I don't know. That's what the county assessor reassessed it at this year, which is... How much is the, how much is the property... How much is the land worth? I mean, that doesn't sound right. Um, well, it's like a uh, townhouse complex. Okay. Okay. So you got a townhouse. Okay. That maybe it is. What city are you in? Uh, Vallejo. Vallejo. City of the v- the Vallejos. Um, give me just a second. Sure. Okay. So you're 30, you're single, $100,000 a year, no debt. You bought a house for 270. It's worth 50K. Um, what are you going to do about it? Well, that's, I was looking for advice. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't want to stay there forever. You know, we're talking about getting married and moving to a larger uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. I don't know if I uh, go for a short sale and take the hit on the credit now and hope it recovers. Okay. Okay. Um, I would find out if that that assessment is correct, first and foremost. Next question is, have you done anything exotic on this loan? Have you done a refi? Have you taken money out or anything like that? No, nothing. I would... was, um, there was a second mortgage on it that was a variable rate, but it was a high rate, so it's actually adjusted down. Okay. Um, but other than that, the other one is the main loan is a fixed loan. They're both through the same mortgage company. The second mortgage you may have a problem with okay. because the only one that's non-recourse is going to be the first loan. So how much is the second loan for? It's 55. 55. And the house is worth 50. Um, you're going to have to make that decision. I would meet with an attorney and I can refer you to one. Uh, I talked to her yesterday on television. I told her on radio I referred to her as the most boring lawyer of all time, but She's good. Her name's Michelle McGill, and you can find her in San Francisco. And she'll give you advice on what you should or shouldn't do with this. She's a real estate attorney, and she's very, 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 very good. Michelle McGill in San Francisco. Tell her Rob Black sent you, and she'll, she'll scratch your back. Um, she's, she's honest. Now, he, here's the kicker. Now, you just said you're also getting married. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, we're discussing. Okay. Um, 
that is true. She owns a, a condo also that has lost. Uh, she bought in 2006. So we're both I, trying, to, okay. trying to figure out. We're in the same boat. I, I think both of you should meet with this attorney, so to speak. And if I can give you advice on getting married, yes. don't do it. <laughs> Next thing, if you do do it, and I can't talk you out of it, don't spend lots of money on the on the marriage, uh, on the wedding. No. Okay. Elope to Hawaii. I mean, you know, I look back at wedding photos from, I don't remember those people. Uh, you know, I don't remember any of them. Like, that's a bad example because... It's a bad example. Um, I didn't have a big wedding. I didn't have anything like that in my life. Um, but when you look back, you, you, you don't know those people. I mean, everyone will say that to a T. So don't spend a lot of money on the wedding. Thanks for the call. A um, couple other things. Talk to your, 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 your sugar booger right now about love. And talk to your sugar booger right now about money. And talk to your sugar booger right now about her parents. Was her mom, like my mom had an allowance. My dad was such a jerk. He gave my mom $300 a month to buy food for six kids and maybe get something pretty for herself if anything was left over. Of course she didn't. She had to support six kids. Ma'am, I want a video game. Ma'am, I want this. Like, my mom was a saint, or my mom is a saint. She's still alive. I can't put her in the casket quite yet. But soon, soon, um, my dad was a jerk. The whole allowance thing, it's nuts. So it's important and imperative to me to talk to sugar boogers in my life now talk to wife's right now like my dad was a jerk with money i don't like that i didn't like that now you how do you what were your parents like you know government workers you're not a government worker so you're not gonna give that pension you know it's it's that's the way i think most couples should talk about money is figure out what their parents did right and wrong because then you're not pointing a finger to your sugar booger and saying you screwed me or you didn't tell me this or you got a credit card problem another thing you should do other than an hiv test on her Always get an HIV test. But another thing you should do, and I'm kidding about that. I'm not really kidding about that, but I kind of am kidding. I'm not kidding. Yes, I am. You know, I'm not. Uh, another thing you should do is a credit report. That sounds like a weird date, but pull each other's credit report and go to a restaurant and have a couple beers and and explain it and see what, what's there. It, it, it sounds incredibly vague, but it, it's a unique date to say the least. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. You know what I want to talk about? I'm very happy for this man. Tiger Woods. I will admit it. I hate golf, but if Tiger's in contention, I'll watch golf. I don't quite understand that. I don't like watching the first day of golf. I don't like watching the second day of golf. I like watching the third and fourth day of golf. Tiger Woods has been making history on and off the course since he joined the PGA Tour back in 1996. Do you remember on That's Incredible? And you can go YouTube this. YouTube Tiger Woods, That's Incredible. As like a three-year-old kid, he was, you know, doing these 90-foot putts and stuff. He was amazing. He was this incredible, amazing, That's Incredible golfer. I used to watch That's Incredible. That was one of those TV shows from childhood that you go, yeah. Anyway. Again, digressing. Tiger Woods. He's the first person to record a $40 million contract from Nike. Now those are almost commonplace. The following year, he won the Masters by a record 12 strokes, becoming the youngest winner ever and the first black player to have the title. His career has been packed full of accomplishments. 14 majors. Annual money titles. He's won nine of them. Player of the Year awards. Nine of them. 
Now he can add one more accolade to his trophy case. He's the first athlete to earn $1 billion. Calculations show that the $10 million bonus Woods earned winning this year's FedEx Cup. It nudged him over the $1 billion mark in career earnings. Forbes has been tracking athlete earnings since before Tiger Woods turned pro. Forbes is a fun magazine if you want to find odd stories about money. Woods has earned a cumulative $895 million going into 2009. From prize money, from parents' fees, from endorsements, from bonuses, from his golf course design business. If you add his $10.5 million in 2009 prize money, the FedEx bonus and his take so far this year, from his more than $100 million in annual off-the-course earnings, Woods' career earnings now stand at 10 figures. The man is a stud. First athlete to make a billion dollars. Now, Jordan, he continues to earn $45 million a year. Almost all of that's now from Nike. Jordan has earned $800 million since he entered the NBA. Annual sales of the Jordan brand are now over a billion dollars for Nike. So Michael Jackson should, um, not Michael Jackson, um, Michael Jordan. He should hit that billion-dollar mark in career earnings in the next four to five years. That's a pretty elite company. Tiger Woods passing Michael Jordan. Now, there's a guy named Schumacher. He's a race car driver. His earnings peaked at $80 million a year when he won his record six World Drivers Championship. His $40 million salary was the highest in sports at the time. As for Woods, only his accountant knows if Tiger is a billionaire athlete yet. But if it did not happen on Sunday, it's likely only a matter of months or his next check from Nike. Woods has been the highest paid athlete in the world since 2002 when he passed Michael Schumacher. His earnings have surged in recent years as he launched a golf course design business. He currently has three courses underway that pay him more than $10 million per project. The launch of the FedEx Cup has been a big bonus for Woods, who has taken in the $10 million top prize in two of the last three years. The year that he did it was tied towards his knee injury. Now, Woods lost General Motors' Buick division. Buick. Buick. He lost that sponsor this year. But he quickly added AT&T as the brand on his golf bag. PepsiCo launched Gatorade Tiger last year in a revenue-sharing deal that potentially could be lucrative for Woods. His other biggest endorsement deals include Accenture, Electronic Arts, Gillette, and Upper Deck. It's Nike, though, that he's been the world's most lucrative athlete with. Relationship has been hugely beneficial for both parties. Now, Nike launched a golf division from scratch with Woods carrying the brand. Sales are $800 million annually for Nike. Nike, Woods, Nike pays Woods upwards of $30 million just for the endorsement. most stunning part is that Woods is only 33 years old. He might have 15 more years of competitive golf left him and 30-plus years of designing golf courses. You want to hear scary? This is only his first billion. A couple years from now, we're going to be talking about his second billion. Pretty cool, huh? 800. And I just gave you water cooler talk. You don't have to talk the Giants now. You can talk about Tiger Woods. Go impress the chick. Say he's the first athlete to hit a billion dollars. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. We're going to be introducing some new features soon. I promise you, you'll like. 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. You're listening to 910 AM, talk910.com if you want to get a podcast of the show. And the tagline is, more stimulating talk. 
feature on this show is a hint for what we're going to talk about. Can you guess what we're going to talk about? That's right, rocket scientists. We're going to talk about cars. Toyota Motor today said they're going to issue a recall for at least 3.8 million Toyota and Lexus vehicles to fix a potential safety problem caused by car floor mats jamming the accelerator. A lot of people have Toyota Priuses. I saw this story and I was like, I got to warn people. Maybe I'll save a life. The National Highway, and if I save a life, you have to name your kid after me. And when I say that, it has to, you have, the name has to be Rob Black. So whatever your last name is, if it's Johnson, you could be, it could be Rob Black Johnson. That's fine. Now, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, they've urged motorists not to wait for the fix because it's urgent. For everyone's sake, we strongly urge owners of these vehicles remove mats or other obstacles that could lead to an untinted acceleration. So the mats in some Toyotas are causing unintended acceleration. Wait till you hear this. The impending U.S. recall, the largest in Toyota's history, follows a horrific crash last month in San Diego in which a mat was suspected of snagging a gas pedal on a runaway Lexus, ended in in a fiery crash that killed four family members. Now, a minute before the crash, the driver called police to say the car had no brakes and that the accelerator was stuck. The runaway car was doing more than 120 miles when it hit a sport utility vehicle, launching it off an embankment, rolling several times and bursting into flames. Cars equipped with an all-weather floor mats was on loan from a dealership. It wasn't even their car. Tragic accident in San Diego was an eye-opener. So Toyota's done a huge recall. And this is my public service announcement for the month. I'm not going to be kind. I'm not going to be loving. I'm not going to be gentle. But if you own a 2007-2010 Camry, or 2005-2010 Avalon, so the, all the years in between, or 2004-2009 Prius, or 2005-2010 Tacoma, or 2007-2010 Tundra, or 2007-2010 Lexus, or 2006-2010 Lexus IS, you need to get that floor mat out of your car today. The agency said the use of unsecured mats is partly to blame, along with a particular configuration of the accelerator pedals in the affected vehicles. Added to the potential danger in cars with keyless ignition, a driver must hold the on-off switch for three seconds in order to shut off the engine. Pretty interesting. Hopefully I just saved lives. Let's do some emails. Let's do some emails. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! I can't do emails without the email song. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. And if you want to email me, it's rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I thought this was a pretty interesting one. Person named Ara. Ara? A-R-A? Not sure if that's a man or a woman. But they live in Mission Viejo. And they said, I thought I'd put together a listener guide for your listeners. One, start investing early. It takes far less yearly investment to accumulate a million dollars at retirement if you start at age 25 than it does if you start at age 35. That's true. Two, never, ever, ever pay your mortgage early. The money that you put into your house is locked up and cannot work for you. Your home value will rise or fall regardless of whether it's paid off. Plus, if you consider the tax break... You get for the interest expense, you can invest the cash that would have gone into the house into other investments. There's an exception to this rule if you're near retirement or can't afford it, or if you can afford it. That's kind of true, too. This guy's right on with me. Number three, save for retirement ahead of savings for your children's college education. Your kids can go to community college for two years and then transfer to a four-year university. If they take student loans, they have more time to pay them 
than you have to save for retirement. Good point. I got some Rob Black disciples out there. I wonder if I can start my own church. Come a big tax break. Church of Rob Black. Number four, he says, is the new rules of money by Rick Edelman is the book Rob recommends to get you up to speed quickly. Again, genius. Number five, home golden days. I'd say the golden age of real estate is over. We will never see price inflation like that in the late 1990s and early 2000s in our lifetime. There are more. You get the idea. So I think, I, thank you, Air. I think that's quite a compliment, and I think you're right on. And I feel good that I can ultimately die now because one other person can you know, give this advice out. Hmm, let's see if there's another email here. Morning, Robert. I'm 31, and I'm just trying to figure out this stuff. I've got approximately $25,000 in my 401k. Would you recommend China funds for a 401k? What should I try to stay away from as far as China funds are concerned? Are there better areas to be in, such as building materials versus food versus energy? Love the show. I listen to the podcast in Georgia while turning wrenches. I got a fan in Georgia. That's pretty cool. I like that. Okay, what I would do if I'm 31, and for the record, congratulations. You're young. $25,000 in your 401k, congratulations. You're ahead of the average American. Average American needs to get $10,000 by age 30. You're doing good. What I would do in a 401k is go to Morningstar.com. And what you're going to want to do is do a, there's a free trial that you can do there and analyze your portfolio. You can analyze what you currently have. You'll punch in your age. You'll punch in your income. You'll punch in your marital status. You'll punch in kids. You're punching a lot of things. It's going to take you a little while. So grab a six-pack on Saturday morning and be serious about this. Take your statements and punch some data in. And it's going to it's going to ultimately spit out some data on you. Now, as far as the China, it's going to say you're missing large cap or you're missing international or you're missing bonds. It's not a religion. It's not science. It's not something you can say this is definitive. Because you're different than the average person. So it's, it's a formula, but it's going to give you an idea on how much it's going to take for you to get to retirement and how much you need to fund. Morningstar.com, there's a two-free-week trial. Get the portfolio analyzer while you're doing it. So would I put China funds into a 401k? Hell yeah, I would. China and India are growing the middle class faster than anywhere else, or anywhere else in the world. And you invest in middle class because middle classes are consumers. And consumers drive economies. And economies that are driving produce profits, and profits are what you invest in. Companies that are profitable. You get a piece of the action. So that's what I'd do, David. I'd figure out what you need and what you don't have and get what you don't have. Again, you want six things. Large cap, mid cap, small cap, growth and value. That's six, right? Well, wait, wait. You also want some international. Wait, wait. You also want a little bit of income in there because during those bad years, getting that 4 to 6% dividend is pretty sweet. Going to Doug in San Jose. Doug, how are you? Just like to make a comment about that Lexus that went through the accelerator, got stuck, and yeah. went down the embankment. That, that car was being driven by a CSP officer. Really? Off duty, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, it was read in the paper. So, that story make like, you? Did that story make you giggle like a child, or were you upset well, by it? It makes it makes me upset that um, Toyota needs to pay for something like that. You yeah. know, accidents do happen, and. Oh, it just seems like uh, these lawyers and attorneys here that sue everybody is just ridiculous. Let me ask about that. You think it's not, it's not like it was a bad lug nut that was a failed piece of metal 
on a thousand cars. A floor mat. It's a floor mat. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So you know, when I saw that story, I said, I got to do it because maybe I save one life. <laughs> um, and, it, you know, that's really noble of me. But it's also a pretty sexy story because we all know people who have a Prius. Uh-huh. So <laughs> you, you brought up that, that point about attorneys. How much uh-huh. do you think a life should be worth? Four people died. What do you think? A, what monetary figure would you put on it? Uh, I don't think put a dollar value on it, but, you know, I... Um... 40 years of work at $60,000 a year? Yeah. Or is it more than that? Is it less than that? Well, if you're middle class, then that would be what it's worth if you're a CEO or, you know, you can't, you can't, but... Do you think lawyers should have a cap on what they are able to sue for, or, like you said... common sense and, you know, and have the judges, you know, these foosless lawsuits are ridiculous. Doug, question for you. How about a homeless person? Well, that homeless person would be worth a million dollars if he had a homeless wife. Let's say I tonight I, I get a little boozed up and I run over a homeless person. I also run over a highly compensated uh, lawyer. <laughs> do you think the Do you think my lawsuit? And by the way, if you ever see a car full of lawyers, drive don't get anywhere near them. Um, right, exactly. change lanes. Um, <laughs> but with that said, do you think a life of a homeless person as valuable as the life of a lawyer? I think they're equal. I mean, okay. it's all in the guy to be older. I mean, I'm with you. Thanks for the call, Doug. And Doug's from San Jose, and I'm going to be interviewing Chuck Reed later this month, and I'm excited by that. And if people have questions for Chuck Reed, let me know. Um, I'll bring on any mayor. I'll bring on – I want to know how your city works. I want to know about your budget. I want to know how much do you actually know about budgets because some of us are are kind of slow when it comes to money issues. And some of us are kind of smart when it comes to money issues. So I'm going to interview Chuck Reed. I think he's probably one of the greatest mayors in the nation. I think during the times of the recession, he's like, bring jobs to San Jose. I mean, give him credit. I, I'm not in love with a man. I don't have a bromance, but I give him a big thumbs up. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Black show. I'm Rob Black. The best things in life are free. I do agree. But the best things in life are free. To the birds and bees. I want money. Knocking boots on mattress discounter bed would be amongst one of them. 800-345-5639. You know what's funny about that? No one's going to get offended because the people who know what knocking boots are, 20, 30, or 40 years old, the people who are 60 are going to get offended don't know what it means. I speak in code. Let's talk about some Dow Jones Industrial Average stocks. 3M. There's 30 stocks. I want to go over them real quickly if I can. The time to buy 3M was back in March when the stock was at a ridiculous $41 a share because 3M is one of the most dependable manufacturing businesses ever. And you could have bought it for 10 times earnings. Slam dunk. 3M reported a 16% decline in earnings. It raised its forecast, though, for 2009. Right now, it's a good long-term buy, but not short-term. Alcoa. Another stock on the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. It's an aluminum producer. And just where you want them to be when buying into a highly cyclical business. It's 71% from their peak to close. So they're from their peak to rock bottom. Patience is required. I think you can buy Alcoa and do very nicely if you hold it for five years. 
Stock AT&T, ticker symbol T. In part because the iPhone deal, AT&T wireless business is doing well, even though the wired phone business continues its inevitable decline. I worry about cutthroat competition, threat from government regulation. Dividend is why I don't AT&T. American Express. It's a credit card issuer. These are the stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. It's a relatively good financial company, but job losses, consumers and new federal regulations, and a huge winner this year. Shares have tripled since March. I'd say it's, nah, I'm not going to jump into that one. Let's go to Steve in San Carlos. Steve? Oh, hi, Ron. Hi. Love your show. Listen to you all the time. Uh, I was going to make a comment about the Alexis that slipped. You know, they were talking about these formats sticking and hitting your throttle. A good uh, point to bring up would be is if that would have happened to anybody, they should think about turning the key off uh, on the motor, which would stop the acceleration. Right. Hold down the start button for three seconds. Pardon me? You can hold down the start button uh, for three seconds, and most of the new Toyota Priuses have the, the punch thing, and Lexus is a key. But, yeah, I hear you. 800-345-5639. Seems like he dropped. Not sure where he went to. That's okay. We don't need him. We don't need his stinking advice. Let's talk about Bank of America. Let's go back to the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 stocks. Bank of America. Second quarter profit of $3.2 billion. Some of that was tied towards asset sales and government guarantees, where it borrowed incredibly cheaply. I don't think they've done enough to purge their balance sheet of problem loans. Right now, I think at $17, Bank of America can become cheaper, and you can buy it cheaper. Boeing. Man, that Boeing's big plane Dreamliner. Someone had a, a great sense of irony when they named it. It's been plagued by delays and cancellations and cost overruns. It should have been called the Dream Nightmare or the Nightmare Liner. (laughs) I blew my own joke. Oh, well. It's got a backlog of orders of 850 planes, so the defense business holding up quite well for Boeing. I'm kind of neutral on it. Caterpillar. Don't like it. Heavy equipment maker needs a strong global economic recovery to be back on top. Caterpillar is batting down its hatches. It's laying off workers. It's streamlining operations. It's got plenty of cash flow. This year, it posted its first quarterly loss. Caterpillar is a first-class company, and it will roar back. But I think it goes a little bit lower before it goes higher. To Barbara and Clayton. Barbara? Yes, my question is regarding the reserve fund. We had had purchased it through TD Ameritrade, and they told us it was safe and it was a money market and insured, and now we can't get all of our money back. I'd ca- I'd contact TD Ameritrade. You say it's a money market fund? Well, they the, the reserve fund is really not a money market. It is a money market fund, but they're saying it's a mutual fund now. Uh, it held Lehman Brothers, 3% of it was Lehman Brothers, we got some of our money back, but they still have about 130000 And, yes, we have uh, contacted TD Ameritrade, and they don't help us. What's the ticker symbol on the fund? The ticker symbol? What is the ticker symbol on that reserve? We're in a car. Maybe it's something like R-I-Q-X. You're missing one number, unfortunately. Best thing you can do is give me a call tomorrow when we can actually take a look at it, but... Yeah, and thanks for the call. Um, They're required by law to give you a prospectus, even in a money market fund. And you need to read those documents carefully. 
prospectus is. It tells you what the risks are. It tells you what the rewards are. It tells you the, you know, the legal issues of anything that you buy, any sort of security that you're buying. And when you buy a money market fund, you're buying one share at $1 typically. And it sounds to me like they held some notes, like they were trying to get 3% or 4% returns. That's why I tell people your cash, you should look for 1% returns so that it, TD Ameritrade doesn't have to go out and try to get risk by buying some Lehman Brother notes at 3 to 4%. You don't want your cash to get a big return. You want your cash to get a low return because your cash is an emergency tool. Your cash is, it's not an investment. It's supposed to be liquid. It's supposed to be there to bail your butt out. But people look for the highest yield because that's in their nature. Nature. Danger. And there's some danger when you go for that three to four, five, six, seven percent returns in your cash. Stocks are going to get you ten percent, but you got to have time to do that. Cash, you need it instantaneously, so you want the lower rate of return. I know it sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds ludicrous, and it's counterintuitive. But the higher the guarantee or the yield, the more they're going to put your money at risk. And I think you learn that lesson. But if you want to call tomorrow, I'll take a look at the fund for you a little bit. It shouldn't be off more than one to two percent. It really shouldn't. But if it is, TD Ameritrade should make you whole, and you should ask them to make you whole, because money market funds have to have that safe, they have to have that perception that they're safe. But it sounds to me like it was a little bit more than just a money market fund. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. I wanted to go through all 30 Dow Jones Industrial Average stocks. I don't have time. I wish that I could have, but I just, you see my problem. I get sidetracked. And, well, long story short, we'll get back to the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 at some point. One company I like, though, is Chevron, ticker symbol CVX, 3.9% dividend yield. I like the yield. Some stocks are meant to get your growth, and some stocks, the principal will go up and go down. I don't care. As long as that dividend yield's nice. Nice. Um, Coca-Cola. I think at $50, it could be a $60 stock. Second quarter results showed, you know, volumes rose 4%, climbed 14% in China, so it's a play on China in a weird way. Cisco, I'm neutral on because it's had such a good year. It's kind of getting expensive. Walt Disney, I like it. ESPN is booming. 70% of Disney's operating profits come from their media networks. The company is weathering the recession just fine. PE is about 15. Not bad. It's below historical norms. I'm out of time. But if you got 22 hours, I will be back, I promise. I shall return. Coming up next, you get Glenn Beck. The one, the only Glenn Beck. I'm Rob Black. You can listen to the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.